Welcome to Health Equity Conversations, a series focused on understanding healthcare payment, equity, and how payment can be used to address inequities rather than perpetuate or worsen them. In this introductory installment, my goal is to introduce myself and the rationale for the series. My name is Joshua Liao. I'm a practicing physician in Seattle, Washington, where I'm faculty in the UW Schools of Medicine and Public Health. At UW, I also serve as the Associate Chair for Health Systems in the Department of Medicine and lead an evaluation unit called the Value and Systems Science Lab. I've committed my career to improving systems of payment and delivery, which I work on in several ways, including local system change, scholarship and evaluation, and advisory roles to decision makers. So why do this series about payment and healthcare equity? Payment is a powerful motivator, but in the U.S., many clinicians are paid more for providing more services, regardless of how they affect patients' health. This dynamic has fueled an inefficient system in which care is often unaffordable and produces disappointing outcomes for many Americans. In fact, despite spending an astounding 20% of its economic output on healthcare, the U.S. ranks poorly among high-income countries in national health system performance. Recognizing misalignment between payment and health outcomes, policymakers have spent a decade shifting financial incentives toward, quote, value-based payment, quote, that emphasizes better health outcomes and cost-conscious care. This approach has created a major cultural shift and prompted work across the healthcare industry to reduce waste and improve care. But these changes have done little, unfortunately, to address healthcare equity, one of the most critical problems in the U.S. healthcare system. Not only does the U.S. compare poorly to other high-income countries in national health system performance, the payment system for this care has ingrained systemic health inequities for historically marginalized groups, like people of color and lower-income Americans. There are multiple reasons why value-based payment may not lead to more equitable care. For one, disparities have been widely viewed as, quote, unintended consequences, quote, issues to monitor after making payment changes rather than issues to address beforehand. While it tries to award good health outcomes, value-based payment also does not account for other factors, such as social drivers of health, that can impede better outcomes for historically marginalized groups. For another, a value-based payment approach based on cost and health outcomes can create conflict for doctors, physician groups, and hospitals, pitting their intrinsic motivation to care for all patients equally against the fear that lower-income patients will hurt their financial bottom lines, or perhaps, in the most extreme case, put them out of business. Scary financial scenarios may prompt doctors and hospitals to shun low-income patients, such as those on Medicaid, to avoid being on the financial hook for their care. The result? Greater inequity. The U.S. cannot make meaningful progress without tackling these issues and realigning payment around equity. To that end, my colleagues and I have called on the healthcare community to support and commit to advancing health equity and payment, a set of principles, policies, and methods for using healthcare payment to achieve greater equity. This call is grounded in several beliefs. First, Because intention precedes implementation, we believe we can't meaningfully address disparities so long as they are tacitly accepted as unintended consequences of how we pay for care. We acknowledge the need to set a new explicit intention to pay for health care in ways that help eradicate inequity. This intention includes both removing existing payment incentives that unintentionally undercut equity, as well as creating new incentives to promote it. Second, Payment changes should address differences in how a clinician or organization treats different types of patients, as well as the broader differences between clinicians and organizations, 
which may be influenced by broader social and structural factors. Third, no payment system changes occur in a vacuum, and efforts to advance health equity in payment should utilize beneficial parts of existing data, technology, and infrastructure whenever possible. In that context, key work areas involve adapting or pivoting from existing performance measures to develop ways to measure disparities within payment arrangements, aligning payment incentives to directly support the goal of eliminating disparities, and implementing changes into practice by harmonizing existing and new equity-focused incentives. Achieving these goals will require several steps, we believe, in the coming years. One step is to convene multi-stakeholder coalitions. The work to advance equity through payment requires the voice of patients, communities, clinicians, healthcare organizations, insurers, employers, and other purchasers. We need diverse perspectives to guide the substantive changes needed in payment policy, programs, and methods. Another step is to formally incorporate equity into the concept of value-based payment. In healthcare, value has widely been understood as quality relative to cost. In turn, value-based payment thus far has hinged on whether reforms improve quality and or reduce costs overall. In other words, how large the benefits are across all patients. But nowhere in the value equation is the concept of equity. In other words, how even or equal the benefits are between different groups of patients. This, we believe, is a glaring omission that future work should address. We can't be comfortable accepting concepts of value that either do not consider equity or achieve improvements in value that come at the expense of the disadvantaged. A third step is to create implementation roadmaps. Centering patient on equity-based goals is not a simple flip-of-the-switch effort. We must articulate a roadmap for implementing real-world payment programs and methods that will make progress toward greater health equity. This roadmap should provide guidance on when and how to overcome barriers, harness aspects of the existing payment system, make the necessary advancements in data collection, performance measurement, and incentive design, and evaluate the impact of enacted changes. A fourth step is to set bold longitudinal goals. One way to demonstrate an intention to align payment with equity is by setting bold goals for changes in payment. For instance, healthcare leaders could set goals over time to incorporate equity measures into all payment models or tie a portion of reimbursement to equity measure performance. Decision makers could also set goals for incorporating equity-focused payment changes into practice. A fifth step is to conduct evaluations. Several decades of experience have made it undeniably clear that historically marginalized groups face widespread healthcare disparities. Yet remarkably little work has evaluated whether and how new payment methods affect disparities for these populations. Efforts to advance health equity and payment should be coupled with evaluation, the findings of which can then guide work evolution and refinement. Ultimately, we can only change and improve what we measure and motivate. These principles and steps are the motivation for this series, Health Equity Conversations. Through it, I hope to learn from and share about people and groups around the country that are working on using payment and related delivery interventions to improve equity. Now, of course, this work we're talking about will require great effort, and no payment approach is immune to unintended consequences. Payment is also just one of many areas where changes are needed to address inequity. This theory will also touch on these issues as well. But ultimately, I believe that intentional changes can harness payment and downstream delivery into powerful solutions. My goal for the series is to help create dialogue 
and highlight ways in which people and groups in the healthcare community can do that. I hope you'll join me. Thank you.